It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. His face is weather-beaten. He wears a hooded sash, with a silver hat about his head, and a bristling black mustache. He growls as he storms the country, a villain big and bold. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Thursday, August 13th, 2020. And you know what? August 13th, that's my dad's birthday. So shout out to my dad, Papa Q. <laughs> Actually, there's a guy out there that calls on the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line named Papa Q, but we'll just call him my dad. We'll just say my dad. It's his birthday today, so shout out to my dad. Uh, definitely going to have to call him and wish him a happy birthday a little bit later on today. But it is August 13th, 2020, getting a little bit closer to padded practices, which will begin on August 17th getting a little bit closer little bit closer little bit closer but you know still a couple days away before we get to that but what we do have today is a loaded show we got a lot to talk about got a lot of things I want you to hear uh, very excited about the very first day of the ramp up period uh, there were some there were some uh, media members out there at the at the facilities and apparently the facilities is everything that uh, they said it was going to be and so very excited about that and excited about today's show and we're going to start hearing more and more every single day about activities who's shining who's starting to stand out you know what people are seeing and what they're thinking about this Raiders team as they prepare for the upcoming 2020 season today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar yeah haven't heard Built Bar in a while right they are back. You remember the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar? They are back. They actually had sold out all of their, their stock, and now they're, they're rebranded, restocked, and everything. I'll tell you all about it later. But, uh, yeah, Built Bar, back in the building, and uh, shouting you out because they are the sponsor of today's show. Coming up on today's show in segment number three, I got your calls, your texts, even a tweet. Straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. And, of course, the tweet is from my Twitter, at your boy Q254, which you can hit up, and I will respond. That's the easiest way to get a hold of me, at your boy Q254. Funny, one time, 
the wife was texting me and I didn't respond right away. And she's like, you know what, damn it, I'm gonna have to tweet you because if I tweet you, you'll hit me back faster. So uh, it's it's better to tweet me than it is even to text me. But uh, no, uh, the wife fixed that quick, fast, and hurry. She said, when I text, damn it, you text back. So that's what that's what I do. But anyway, for everybody else, if you tweet at me, I will tweet you back at your boy Q254. So I got a good message from Twitter that I want to bring to the table and got some good messages, text messages and voicemails that I want to bring to the table as well. That's coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, I talked about what people are starting to talk about, what people are starting to see now that the ramp up period is beginning. You're starting to see a little bit of football activity out of Henderson, out of the practice facility for the silver and black. And one guy that is starting to shine in a major way third round pick wide receiver Brian Edwards he is starting to shine the young man out of South Carolina he is getting his name thrown in everything and I know it's only August 13th I know they haven't even put their pads on yet but this dude is getting a lot of love so we're going to talk all things Brian Edwards in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast here in segment number one news and notes of the day as I deliver to you on the daily so let's go ahead and jump right into it. First and foremost, the Raiders signed a former first-round pick on Wednesday. Well, it wasn't that former first-round pick. Everyone thought I was talking about Jadavion Clowney, right? No, 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 no. Talking about, he was on the defensive side of the ball, uh, defensive end Dayton Jones. Former first-round pick in 2013 of the Packers, number 27 overall. Uh, he's an ex-Packer. He's an ex-Cowboy. Uh, he's a Rod Marinelli guy. Uh, I, I'm not going to get too excited about this pick. He played with the Cowboys in 2017. He played with the Cowboys in 2018. He was in Jacksonville's camp in 2019 and didn't make it out of camp. So uh, he didn't play at all in 2019. I don't expect him to play at all in 2020. Well, I don't expect him to play with the Silver and Black in 2020. I just think he's a guy that is going to go in there and relieve some guys, be able to take some reps away from some guys. It's training camp. It's a training camp body. Uh, somebody that will, just, that will stop, you know, Clee Farrell from being out there for extra reps, more reps than he needs to be. Or a guy like Carl Nassib from being out there, more reps than he has to be. Or when Max Crosby gets back, him being out there too much. You know what I mean? He's just he's just one of those guys. I don't, and I don't mean to discredit him and, and disrespect him like that and say he's just one of those guys because he was a former first round draft pick. But when you haven't done anything, he played seven games in 2017 with the Cowboys, and he played in one game in 2018 with the Cowboys before they released him. You haven't done anything since 2018. I don't think that you're going to do too much in 2020. Again, just a rotational piece as far as I'm concerned. But the Raiders did sign him on Wednesday, at least right now for training camp purposes. Next up, I want to play a couple sound bites from uh, Wednesday's media sessions. John Gruden met with the media. Running back Josh Jacobs met with the media. Wide receiver Tyrell Williams met with the media. Also, wide receiver Nelson Aguilar. I just got three little sound bites that are really, really quick that I want you to hear that I think are, are pretty interesting. Now, if you ever want to hear any of these press conferences, any of them, you can always go to Raiders.com and check out the whole thing. They always upload them, usually about an hour or so after the fact that they've, uh, they've already ran. A lot of times you can catch them on Periscope as well or their YouTube channel, they'll be running those lives. But if you ever just, you know, hear this and say, well, I want to hear everything Gruden had to say, you can go back and check it out on Raiders.com. And uh, on the Silver and Black Today show on Raider Nation Radio 920, we played a few clips as well on Wednesday just to, you know, just to hear some sound from camp and what these different guys were talking about. So let me go ahead and play just a couple quick clips. Uh, the first one is John Gruden, the head coach. He's talking about here the challenges of a training camp given all the circumstances that they've gone through. Here he is. Well, there's three things that we have to do, in my opinion. Um, we're all way behind in, in the NFL because we didn't have spring practice. So, uh, obviously, we have to teach our team, offense, defense, special teams. Um, we got to teach fundamentals, secondly. You know, you, you got to put guys 
in their stances. You got to go through all the fundamental drills that are a big part of this sport. And then the third thing is camaraderie. No matter what anybody says, these, these Zoom meetings are no substitute for real meetings. Um, you know, we got to find ways to get this team together so they can get to know one another and, and have some fun playing an ultimate team game. So there's John Gruden right there, and he said that there was three things, three challenges in this year's camp, three things that the Raiders are trying to accomplish. Teach the scheme on all phases, offense, defense, special teams, because they haven't had that opportunity in the offseason. Teach the fundamentals. Get these guys lined up right. Get their feet right. Get everything where they're supposed to be. Get them correct and get them knowing what they're doing. And most importantly, and I think this is the most important factor as well, is the camaraderie. You cannot fake it over the internet. You can't have a Zoom call and think that the guys are getting to know each other and they're getting close as a group. Something we've talked about on the podcast for a long, long time now. You just can't duplicate what you have there at the facility, what you have there in the locker room, what you have out there on the field together as a, as a band of brothers, as a, as a group of guys trying to build something. You build teams right now. You build championships right now. And that's in training camp, on the grass, in the meeting room, but all together, not virtually. You can't build a virtual uh, a championship. You know where you get a virtual championship from? Madden. And this is not Madden. So that was John Gruden on the challenges of camp. Now, Josh Jacobs, he had a really good season uh, as, as a rookie in 2019. And uh, he was on there, and he really didn't practice on, uh, on Wednesday. So a lot of people thought that him and Trent Brown were both injured. But John Gruden mentioned that, you know, they just got certain guys on a certain schedule and that they're actually putting them out there at these certain times because they're only allowed so many people at one time. So, you know, they got to kind of phase people in and they, they get an opportunity to get a, a closer look at these guys. So Josh Jacobs is fine. He's not injured or anything. But someone asked him the question to grade his rookie season, what he thought of his rookie season. So here's a quick answer from Josh Jacobs grading his rookie year. Um, I, I would grade it, um, I would say a B. I, it's a lot of yards that I feel like that I left on, on the table. Um, and it's a lot of plays that I feel like I could have contributed more necessarily prove that I could do it or necessarily knew how to do it in the correct way. So that's probably the biggest thing. So there's Josh Jacobs right there giving himself a B for his rookie year. And you know what? You can't give him an A because he only played in 13 games. He did really, really well for the Raiders. But like he said, there were some yards that he left out there. There were some plays that he left out there, some things he could do better. Ball security was great for Josh Jacobs, but he had a couple moments, you know, in 2019, his rookie year, one time trying to make a play to get into the end zone and just let the ball go. You know, it was right down there in the goal in the red zone. And uh, you can't have that. You got to have ball security all the time, even though he did a really good job. Don't get me wrong. Really good job as far as touches goes and as far as fumbles go. He did great his rookie year, but a couple critical moments down there in the red zone could have cost him. You know, he thought he cost the Raiders that Chicago game uh, in London. He thought it cost him because him and Derek Carr went on the same page when they when they had the, uh, the exchange. Derek Carr pitched it to him, and it went right by him. And so uh, he thought that he had lost that game, even though he didn't. So, yeah, there's a couple things that he can clean up. Most importantly, though, Josh Jacobs, for the Raiders' success, needs to play a full 16 games. Now, the final clip I want to play for you is wide receiver Tyrell Williams on the identity of the wide receiver room. And the reason I want to play this is is because he'll take a low-key shot at Antonio Brown, who I don't mention on this because, well, he's one of those guys. I know they always say once a Raider, uh, always a Raider. He's one of those guys that was never a Raider, in my opinion. So here's Tyrell Williams on the identity of the wide receiver room. And just listen, pay attention to where he takes that shot at AB. Um, just as far as like a receiver group, you know, I think our identity is we're, we're really young. We got a lot of young guys, and uh, me and Nelly being – two oldest in the room and we're I still think we're pretty relatively young in, in the NFL. So 
just having that and just guys are excited to be here. Guys are excited to get on the field and and it just feels it just feels a lot more loose. You know, I feel like last year with the room that we had, it just wasn't. You know, we just couldn't be ourselves. Couldn't couldn't really enjoy and couldn't really settle in. But now I feel like guys are really good friends. We like being around each other and we like to see each other be successful. So it's it's, it's easy to come. So there's Tyrell Williams talking about the identity of the wide receiver room. And I don't know if you caught the caught the shot because Zoom quality of uh, sound is not always the best. But uh, he was talking about last year, they couldn't be themselves. They weren't having as much fun in camp. And the fact that, you know, there was, there was guys that weren't rooting for each other. And that all goes back to A.B., who clearly was a locker room cancer, even though uh, for the most part, the Raiders did a really good job of kind of covering that up until obviously he was gone but you know when he started uh when he was even doing camp and he was like showing up for practice once in a while he was doing things stretching to the side by himself acting like you know he was he was better than the rest of the squad and and you could just tell that it didn't sit right with the the other guys and so Tyrell Williams who was brought in to be a number two across from AB last year uh clearly was not having fun in training camp when that guy was still an issue there. And, uh, you know, it was different still uh, even throughout the year because he was gone after training camp. But even, you know, after that, Tyrell Williams was dealing with injuries. And so a lot of things just played a part in him not having as much fun. But, um, yeah, that was a that was a direct shot at A.B. And I'm okay with that. And also he said the identity of the, the team was was young. The, the wide receiver room was young. Him and, and he calls him Nelly. Nelson Aguilar are the oldest dudes on the squad. And, you know, I, I know I'm going to talk about Brian Edwards in segment number two coming up, but... Nelson Aguilar is getting a little bit of love as well. And that's a guy that, you know, I had a lot of doubts on if he's even going to make the squad. But it sounds like there's a good real deal possibility of him being able to do that. So we'll see what happens. But everything sounds like Nelson Aguilar is doing the right things as of uh, right now for sure. So uh, that's what I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast news and notes uh, signing. And then just a few little sound bites that I wanted you to hear from uh, John Gruden, Josh Jacobs, and Tyrell Williams. Again, if you want to hear any of those press conferences in its entirety and Nelson Aguilar, he spoke as well. You want to hear any of those, you can go over to Raiders.com, check it out. It's always on Periscope when they're having those, uh, those pressers. It's always on their YouTube page when they're having... But if you just need a reference and you just need to go find it at any time, maybe it's 2 in the morning, you just want to check something out, Raiders.com, and it'll have it right there. Coming up in segment number two, going to talk about Brian Edwards, a third-round pick out of South Carolina. He's getting a lot of uh, a lot of headlines right now. He's catching a lot of headlines. A lot of folks are talking about him right now. So we're going to talk about him in segment number two of today's Lockdown Raiders podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. It's time to talk about wide receiver Brian Edwards, the third round draft pick out of South Carolina, a guy that many thought could have gone in the first round, but he was injured pre-draft. And so the Raiders got him in the third round. They went and got Lynn Bowden Jr. out of Kentucky, then followed that up immediately with Brian Edwards. So it looks like a really good tandem offensively for the Raiders, right? Brian Edwards to me was a guy that I said, okay, I think that really he's going to 
get his time in 2021. I don't think he's going to really make a whole lot of noise in 2020. He's just going to kind of sit behind Tyrell Williams, learn the ropes, learn the NFL game, come along slowly, and then boom, Tyrell Williams, his contract, his guaranteed money runs out in 2021. Brian Edwards is ready to take over and be the guy, right? Well, Little did I know, and and to my pleasant surprise, it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case. And now, look, I don't want to overreact. I'm not saying he's about to be a sure shot Hall of Famer or anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying early reviews and what you're hearing about Brian Edwards and the expectations, not only from, you know, players. You also heard John Gruden the other day mention him, but then also say, hey, look, they haven't had press coverage. They're not, you know, it's all walkthroughs. Everything is just, you know, it's early in the process. So he also kind of, you know, pulled back those statements a little bit just because, again, don't want to put too much on the young man's plate and, I think Raider Nation falls in love with a guy every single offseason, every single training camp, and ends up being like he's not the, uh, not that great of a player. You know, it, it turns out not to be all that. Remember when Chris Warren the third was the guy, the running back out of Texas? Remember he was the dude? Yeah, remember what happened to him? Nothing. And I'm not saying Brian Edwards is going to be that guy, but, uh, you know, you don't want to overreact to what you're hearing early on, especially early on in training camp when they haven't even put no pads on. But, you know, a, a lot of good things have been coming out about Brian Edwards that makes me believe this guy has an opportunity to be a factor a major factor in this offense early on that he's not just going to sit back and wait for his time to come he's going to try to create his time and I I for one can appreciate that I respect a guy that is ready to make his time and say hey I'm here let's go why not now why not me so first of all let me go back to a few press conferences like like three or four press conferences ago when Derek Carr talked to the media I think it was the very first day of Raider Nation Radio matter of fact he talked to he talked to the media so I believe that was what August 3rd so let's go back to that August 3rd. Somebody asked him what he saw in Brian Edwards, and I did play it on the podcast, but since we're talking about Brian right now specifically, let's go back to what Derek Carr had to say about the wide receiver, the third-round pick out of South Carolina. Yeah, Brian is very violent route runner, and that's a good thing. Uh, he's very violent. He's very uh, aggressive um, in his cuts, in and out of his cuts. Uh, he's someone, uh, he reminds me, uh, in, when the ball's in the air, of Devontae. Uh, great ball skills, you know. Devontae, uh, uh, Anthony knows, he watched all those games, man. Uh, you know, Devontae's someone where I, it was just a trust that I just, I could throw it up one on one, and them 50 50 balls were 98 2 for us, you know. And the two meaning something flew cap and his shoe fell off, you know. And like our goal line offense at Fresno State was throw a fade, <laughs> you know. Uh, when Crabtree was here, it was our goal line offense was hand, off, hand it off or throw a fade to Crab, you know. And, and he reminds me of that kind of guy, you know, someone who can uh, not only use his physicalness in the route, but also when the ball is in the air. Um, some of those some of those catches you watch him run, he runs a double post, he runs a, a fade against Tennessee, he runs a double post at home at South Carolina. You know, some of these things that I watched him on film do uh, before the draft, you sit there and you're like, bro, this, this guy, you could tell, like, this dude has a a freak talent like why is he not talked about in the first round kind of a thing and then you hear about the injuries and all that kind of stuff and then you're like okay well good for us you know so you, you get a guy in that room but I, I remember Groove telling me you know he, he said look I like this guy and I like this guy and the two guys he said that he liked 
the next day we drafted both of them. So it, it was pretty impressive how that worked out. So that was quarterback Derek Carr, I believe on August 3rd, talking about wide receiver Brian Edwards right there and saying he's a violent route runner in a good way. You know, he's a guy that's going to go up there and get the 50-50 ball and make it more 75-25, or in his words, 98-2. But in, real, in all reality, it's like 75-25. A guy that reminds him of Devontae Adams, a guy who reminds him of Michael Crabtree when the Raiders were really clicking on all cylinders. Michael Crabtree was that dude. So, uh, you know, just hearing that, it's like, okay, that's positive. That's that's good feedback right there. But the more and more you hear about Brian Edwards, it's like this dude is so strong. This dude looks the part. This dude is out there, and he's making noise, and he's trying to get the attention of these coaches early. Like, he's ready to put in all the work. You know, again, I mentioned sitting behind Tyrell Williams. He Tyrell Williams better be on his A game because it sounds like a dude like Brian Edwards is really – coming after his spot, really trying to get out there and be the dude. If you got Henry Ruggs out there, you got Brian Edwards. Hell, Brian Edwards might end up being the best wide receiver on the Raiders roster for all we know. You know, and a lot of times, and even Mike Mayock said it back at the Combine, you know, you don't always get the best wide receivers in the first round. Matter of fact, the bus rate for first-round wide receivers is great. You can get other wide receivers later off in the draft, and they turn out to be really, really good. Brian Edwards might just be that guy. So, Here's a tweet from El Yimmy. He hit me up on uh, on Wednesday and put out this tweet to me. He said, I remember being so upset that the Raiders passed on C.D. Lamb in the draft. Now with Edwards on the team, it's a very similar skill set to C.D. So the Raiders got Ruggs and C.D. 2.0 in one draft. Now, again, I don't want to get too excited and too far ahead of myself and say this is the end-all, be-all, you know, the return of Christ or whatever, but he does sound like he could be a real-deal steal that the Raiders really might have hit on one here. And if they did... Just think about that. This is a young dude that potentially could have been a first-round draft pick that they got in round three. He's fully healthy, and he is ready to rock and roll. And I remember about a week and a half ago when the report was out that, hey, he's uh, he's 100% healthy and he's ready to roll. I remember it kind of caught my attention, but I was like, why are they making a big deal of it? Like, he's still a rookie. He's still going to come on slow. And, look, he still might start off a little slow. No offseason, no rookie minicamp. We talked about it multiple times, but – it just doesn't sound like it, man. It really doesn't. It sounds like this guy could be the real deal truth. And if he is, man, that's going to be that's going to be awesome. I, I know Mick Akers, he put out he puts out pictures of uh, Raiders camp every once in a while. And I know the other day there was a picture of Brian Edwards climbing the ladder and going and getting a one handed ball. And you all you see is Damon Arnett looking like, damn, dog. You know, you didn't jumped out the indoor facility. So, uh, you know, and Vinny Bonsignor, he's the one who does in the huddle following uh, Silver and Black today on Raider Nation Radio. We always do crosstalk when we uh, end in our show and passing it off to Vinny so he can start his show. And he was there at the facility on Wednesday. And it's so funny because Scott asked him, like, about what stood out to him from watching practice. And again, it's not padded. They're not hitting nobody. I mean, it's 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 a glorified walkthrough. It's the ramp up period, you know, so it's going a little bit faster. But this is what Vinny Bonsignor had to say immediately. This is the first thing that he said that stood out to him about practice when he was at the facility on Wednesday. Check it out. With a couple minutes left, yes. since, since the Raider fans are shy, they're waiting to call your show. Quick observations from practice. Brian Edwards jumps off the page, and in this case, the field, uh, as big and physical as advertised. Um, he has a presence about him. Uh, I saw him make a couple of... Really impressive catches today, uh, faster than you would think uh, that he might For be at that size. I think yeah. he just he looks the part, and um, in in hearing people like, 
you know, John Gruden talk about him. Uh, we heard Derek Carr talk about him last week. Uh, Terrell Williams had some really nice things to say about him today. Nelson Aguilar had mm-hmm. some tremendous compliments for him. Said, I haven't seen hands like that in a long, long time. Uh, you know, the ability to go up and get the ball. Uh, the, trust me when I say veterans don't just give it up to rookies. You have to earn it. And it's in short order, Brian Edwards has earned uh, a a lot of praise from veteran players, and I think that really bodes well. Nothing against uh, Henry Ruggs was playing with the starters today. He was lined up outside. Um, For anyone who thought that he was going to start at slot over Hunter Renfro, that's not happening. Uh, You know, So Henry's going to get his time. Um, He looks like he's got a starting job. But Brian Edwards is making his presence. He's the guy. He's the guy so far. So look how much he bragged on Brian Edwards. And look, this is a guy who's seen a lot of really good football players. He's a guy that's been there, done that. You know, he knows what he's talking about. So for him to brag on Brian Edwards like that, and it's funny because earlier in the show, I had actually talked about Brian Edwards when we were playing some Tyrell Williams audio. And I was like, man, from what I'm hearing, Brian Edwards is looking good. Tyrell Williams better be on his A-game. A hope that he's healthy and hope that his hands are good because Brian Edwards might come and steal his lunch money. You know, and just, just from what you hear right there from Vinny, it sounds like what I was saying, and this is not to toot my own horn, but this is just sounds like this dude is the, is the truth. You know, so I'm just, hey, man, that, that's a guy to get excited about. Look out for Brian Edwards, number 89, and look like he's going to be a real deal player, and he might end up making me eat my words where I said he's not going to do much his rookie year. He might end up being that guy. He might be that dude. He might end up being a, a big factor for the Raiders like Juju Smith-Schuster was for the Steelers when they got him in the second round a couple years ago while they still had A.B., and Juju ended up being the dude. Everyone's like, man, how did he drop to the second round? Very well easily could be Brian Edwards dropping to the third round. That could end up being the steal of the draft. Max Crosby, he was the steal of the draft for the Raiders in 2019. Brian Edwards, he may end up being the steal of the draft for the Raiders in 2020. So we'd love to hear from you, 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raiders podcast voicemail line. Your calls, your texts, and even a tweet is coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. This Locked On podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to get into your calls and your texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line and also a tweet at your boy Q254. If you want to hit me on Twitter, you could do that. Send me a direct message. It's all good. Or just uh, tweet at me. Or if you're looking for a link for the show, every single day I uh, tweet out a link for the show, uh, an updated link for every day's show. And I tweet it out about every two hours starting uh, 2.15 in the morning uh, Central Time. Every day, 2.15 a.m. Central Time, 
I start tweeting out links to the show for the that current day. So, uh, yeah, you can get the show at any time of day. If you want to go to my Twitter, just look for the link at your boy Q254. So let's go ahead and start with a tweet from Fanatics Vegas. It's at Fanatics Vegas on Twitter. He said, hey, Q, been listening to your show now since the beginning of the offseason and agree with you on a lot of points with the Raiders. Reason I mainly listen to Locked On Raiders. But one thing recently you said about Crosby versus Bosa the other day was just wins was the difference. I don't think that that's true. Max might be my new favorite player, and he was rightfully in the discussion for Defensive Rookie of the Year. But there are other ways to look at a defensive lineman that are important that weren't mentioned. Quarterback pressures is a big one. Bosa was one of the league's leaders in that category, and if you watch his tape, he was constantly in the backfield wrecking plays. Crosby didn't start enough, in my opinion, for a fair comparison of that, but still, Bosa rightfully won that award. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. Man, I enjoy your show. Again, that's from at Fanatics Vegas. And uh, very good text, or very good tweet. I definitely appreciate that. and appreciate the compliments on the show. And uh, I responded and said, yeah, you're not wrong. Wins are very important. Again, I think wins are the ultimate deciding factor. Because when you're winning, everybody's talking about you. When everybody's talking about you, you're seeing your highlights. When you're seeing your highlights, you're in everybody's television. You're in everybody's face. You're, you know, everyone, like I said, is talking about you. Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa. And not to mention, he was already getting a lot of hype when he was drafted. So, uh, you know, he was already expected to be the dude, just like Kyler Murray was expected to be the dude, and he won Offensive Rookie of the Year. So think about that. You know, the guys that won the, the Rookie of the Year awards was the number one overall pick and the number two overall pick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about that. Number one and number two. Kyler was number one. He got Offensive Rookie of the Year. Number two, Nick Bosa. He got Defensive Rookie of the Year. And you're right about being disruptive. And that's kind of who Jadavion Clowney is. He's a guy who's very, very disruptive. And it's more than just getting sacks. It's a guy that's very difficult to run against. It's a guy that just wrecks opposing offenses, even though he's not picking up, like, statistical numbers. You know, and I did, I know the other day I did mention that, uh, you know, there's other ways to to win that, that award. But uh, ultimately, you know, having the high expectations that he had, being on a team that's really sticking good, went to the Super Bowl, and, uh, you know, playing the way he played is what won that title. Now, if you had flipped everything around and the Raiders had gone to the Super Bowl, I can almost guarantee you that Crosby would have won that award. I mean, think about it. The Raiders had gone to the Super Bowl and were talked about as much as the Niners and you saw highlights of the Condor and all that, then you probably, or not you, but they probably would have given that award to, to Max Crosby. But uh, the Raiders won seven games and didn't think about the playoffs. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it's just how it shakes out. So thank you so much for that tweet. I definitely appreciate you. Appreciate you listening to the show. Next up is a call from Joby One Kenobi in Arlington, Texas, calling in because he's questioning Henry Ruggs in the slot. And what does that mean for Hunter Renfro? Also, ask a question about Cleveland Farrell on the inside. Here he is, Joby One Kenobi from Arlington, Texas. Joby One Kenobi, Arlington, Texas. What's going on, fam? Hey, um, I have a couple of questions. Um, kind of uh, confused here. I heard um that Ruggs is going to be put in the slot. Uh, most of you know I'm not. I wasn't big on rugs. I didn't want nothing to do with them. Um, that still mean that we need a number one receiver? Will we be going to the draft next year looking for a number one receiver? Because um, when I hear uh, Renfro is not fast enough to be on the outside and wasn't strong enough to be on the outside, so could we just draft kind of Renfro in the next year, draft his replacement? I mean, I know he was the third-best receiver in Alabama, and that means he's the third-best receiver here. I'm not – I don't know. How long do you guys think Hunter Renfro will be on the team? When do you think he'll be on the trading block? Um, that's crazy. 
Barrow, moving him back to see tackle, the only way I agree with that is if we sign Clowney. We're going to ruin Farrell by leaving him inside. In four, in four years, when his contract is up, he's not going to want to be a Raider. He's going to want to be at the edge where he belongs. Um, don't, I don't know what's going on. Are we that deep to where we can draft um, players that they already have? Certain, uh, you know, are, are we the roster that deep already? I'm not sure, guys. Uh, wait to hear from you guys, man. All right, bye. Joey Kenobi, appreciate the call, my man. And Henry Ruggs is going to be John Gruden's Tyreek Hill. He's going to be all over the place. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor, who you heard a little bit in, in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, he even said that you know Henry Ruggs was lining up on the outside. You don't you don't have to worry about that. He talked about that report of uh, you know him starting in the slot, and he said that's insane. Don't have to worry about that. So I wouldn't trip off that. He's going to be that dynamic wide receiver number one wherever he lines up. It's going to be about matchups. John Gruden's job is to set him up in really good matchups. Renfro's going to get plenty of snaps. He's got an ideal skill set for the slot. He's a good security blanket for Derek Carr. He's not going to be traded. <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. That's a uh, super overthinking things, you know. And I'm not. That's not a dog on you. I'm just saying uh, you're overthinking it right now. Don't don't worry about it. It's early August. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, he's going to be in the mix. And and Cleaferl, he's not going to be in the inside a lot. John Gruden just likes his versatility. Paul Gunther likes guys that, that he could use in, in different situations, in different spots. And uh, John Gruden mentioned the other day that Cleef Earl's a guy that he feels like he can move inside every once in a while, and he can get up there and bat some balls down because he's good at that. So it's not something to uh, get worried about or think, oh, my God, this guy's not going to be able to play this role or he's not going to want to be a Raider. No, just you have to remember when you hear these press conferences and you hear these coaches talking, just take it for what it's worth because it's, it is what it is at a certain point. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not as, uh, it's not, as, it's not like it's set in stone just cause they say something. Uh, so yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about that, uh, too much at all, but thank you so much for that call, man. I appreciate you. Uh, you bring us some good stuff that that's worth talking about for sure. So thank you again. Next up is a text from Ed Joe in Portland. Yo Q. Old booty, Ed Joe in Portland here. I got a question for the nation. Will the Raiders have any blowout victories this season? Can this team dominate a lesser opponent, or will they continue to play down to the level of competition? Ed Joe in Portland. Um, good call. Good question, I mean. And I don't know the exact answer. Like, I can't say, oh, yeah, you're going to blow out this game, this game, this team, this team, and this team. I can't say that. But I will say that that's something that would be nice to see. It would be nice to see uh, that, that them do that. You know what I mean? It, it, they they do need to do that. There's too many times where they've uh, where they've just kind of hung around and hung around, let teams hang around, and haven't put them away. They've got to find a way to get that killer instinct, step on their neck, and just put them out of their misery when they're done. You know, when they when they got them on the ropes, like the old school video game, finish them. They've got to be able to finish them. And so I don't really care if it's not a blowout, but it's got to be a finish. They got to play a complete game, not have those heart attack moments. And as Raider fans. Every one of us knows about those heart attack games where every game, all of a sudden, no matter what the score is, it's like, oh, damn, here they come. About to find a way to lose this game. They've got to stop having those kind of games. So I'm not going to say, uh, yeah, they're going to blow out four teams this year. I'm not going to say that. I mean, they very well could blow out the Carolina Panthers for all I know. You know, I, I know they're in a bad situation. Brand new head coach, brand new quarterback, brand new offensive coordinator. They got a whole lot of brand new they're like a rhyme fest back in the day. Brand new, brand new. Remember that? That's what they are. Their whole squad is brand new. So, I mean, they they are really behind the eight ball. Maybe they blow them out. But then again, the game's on the road, so maybe they don't. 
Uh, I don't know exactly when or where the blowouts are going to come from, but they do need to have some dominating performances. Bottom line, that's a, that's a great point. They need to have some dominating performances where you, you're not worried about it with five minutes left to go in the game if they're actually going to win the thing. So uh, great stuff right there. Definitely appreciate you. Next up is a call from T3 Raider Faxon. He's basically giving a roundup of the AFC West. You know, it's kind of like his own little crossover edition, but he's not crossing over with anybody. But he's going to go through... He's going through the whole dynamic of the AFC West. So here he is, T3 Raider Facts. This is T3 Raider Facts with a brand new take. I call this Western Expansion, where I go around the division and pull some updated information on all four teams in the AFC Western Division. Much of this information comes directly from the respective locked-on family of podcasts, Cody Rourke representing the Broncos, Daniel Wade with the Chargers, and Ryan Tracy for the Chiefs, and, of course, your boy Q right here on Locked On Raiders. Number one, for the Chiefs, there are going to be some veterans possibly getting cut loose unless they do some extensions pretty soon. Frank Clark, Shaverius Ward, Travis Kelsey, Tyron Matthew. If you do a deal now, it could reduce their cap numbers for next season. The most likely player to do some type of extension for the Chiefs is tight end Travis Kelsey. You probably couldn't justify paying him whatever George Kittle is going to get in San Francisco. I just don't think you're going to be able to pay him 14 to $15 million a year. Travis is paid as the number three tight end right now, so if they don't do the deal soon, he might not get extended. Just a thought. Number two, the Broncos will be keeping a close eye on starting quarterback Drew Locke, who should be considered still a rookie since he only made five starts last year. The Denver team has rallied around him. He's now the guy. Without anything to really fall back on in case he either gets injured or simply tanks, how deep is that confidence bank? He's been improving his mechanics and delivery, but I will be mostly keeping an eye this year on the return of Bradley Chubb from injury and Von Miller's ability to make it back to where he was. If these two defenders don't come back strong and carry this team, I think it's going to be a long year in the Mile High City. Number three, the Los Angeles Chargers. They're on hard knocks and will be looking at the development of young quarterback Justin Herbert and the dependability of placeholder Tyrod Taylor. One guy you're probably going to see him fall in love with is a guy that many Raider fans longed for last year, and that is safety Derwin James. Another guy who you're going to love is rookie running back Josh Kelly, who always comes in with a smile. Running back Austin Eckler is looking outside the box, but he wants to concentrate on his efficiency and effectiveness this year, both running and catching the rock. Linebacker Kenneth Murray should probably be on the list of the top talent under 25 years of age, and he's a guy that I targeted for the Raiders in the past draft. There is a lot of buzz surrounding this defense, but big, big question marks at quarterback. Back in Vegas, the Raiders are being treated with a lot of skepticism this year. I think the front end of that defense is going to be a stabilizing force this year. The linebacking core is exciting, dynamic, and brand spanking new. The back end of that defense has a lot of swagger and a lot of potential, but they're going to have to produce this year. Trayvon Mullins stepping up in year two, Demarius Randall and Prince Amakamara providing veteran presence while the younger guys learn, and Jonathan Abram coming back from injury. The microscope is going to be squarely on them this year, especially with so much speed at the receiver position sprinkled throughout the AFC West. Next week, we'll take a look around the division at some of the camp battles. It's important to know your enemy, and that's what we'll be breaking down each week as we take a dive into Western Expansion with T3 Raider Facts. T3, thank you for that call, my man. Sound like you were hosting your own show right there. So a good breakdown of the whole uh, AFC West right there from the Chargers to the Broncos to the Chiefs and, of course, the Raiders. Thank you, my man. Uh, Final text for the show today, uh, running out of time here. GStack757, he texts in and says, What's up, Raider Nation? What's up, Q? 
This is GStack757. First and foremost, congrats on your success with Raider Nation Radio. I haven't texted in in a while, but I heard something today that I need your opinion on. I'm watching Colin Cowherd, and he just trashed us today. After listening to him, I think I agree. He basically poo-pooed our 7-9 record last year, stating that the teams we beat were not playoff teams, and six out of the seven wins had teams that were changing quarterbacks this year. He talked about how tough our schedule was this year and broke down how even the games that we think are winnable are mostly East Coast games, and as you and I both know, we're not good traveling to the East Coast. I was confident in the Raiders this year. I was thinking we can go at least 9-7. and seven. Call us, Colin has us going 5-11. and 11. What do you think? I can't lie. I'm scared right now. Laughing my ass off. Anyway, thank you. That's from GStack757. And I understand what you're saying. And I understand what Colin Cowherd's saying. But I will tell you, the team went 4-12 and the first year of John Gruden. They went 7-9 and last year. You are who you are, and you are what your record is. I don't buy and I don't subscribe to the, yeah, but you only beat this person, or you only beat this team, or this team didn't have this guy. Look. The Raiders, how many times could the Raiders have said that in 2019? Yeah, they, they, uh, they didn't have their number one wide receiver. Oh, their running back was injured. Their offensive lineman was out. I mean, excuses are excuses. Everyone's got them, and none of them are valid. You know what I mean? So he's doing that for national radio and national TV to get you to react or get someone to react or get you know someone to talk about him. He's doing that to... It's basically clickbait for the radio and for TV to get a reaction, to get a rise out of you. That's how guys like him, Skip Bayless, uh, what's that cat on uh, Fox that didn't have no hair and now he has hair? Um, anyway, he looks like my homeboy Tony B, but uh, hey, I forget his name. Oh, Nick Wright. Yeah, Nick Wright. You know, cats like that, that's what they do. Stephen A. Smith, they do that to just try to get a rise out of you. So, I'm not really worried about what he's saying, and I understand that. But look, I just mentioned the first game of the regular season against the Carolina Panthers. They have every excuse why they should have a terrible season, and they probably will have a terrible season. But are they making excuses? I know Matt Rule personally. He's not going to make an excuse on why the the team's not very good. He's going to do the very best he can. So are you going to say, okay, well, the Raiders went out and beat Carolina. Well, they had a new head coach. They had a new quarterback. They had a new – I mean, look, you just – you play who you play. You play who's on your schedule no matter what. It is what it is. Oh, well, they only, I'm sure Colin said, well, they only beat Chicago because, uh, you know, one of their defensive linemen went out and, you know, whatever. But I, I wouldn't trip off of anything that said this team is much improved. They've done a lot of things to improve both offensively and defensively. Uh, I, I wouldn't worry about what he's saying about records. Every single year, there's a team that goes from worst to first. Every single year, there's a team that you expect to be good that stinks. The Rams went to the Super Bowl just a couple years ago. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. You know what I mean? So I I wouldn't even worry about that. Look how good the Bears were just a couple uh, seasons ago when they first got Khalil Mack. And then look how bad they were last year. I mean, there's so many times. The 49ers, they were terrible. They picked, when they picked Nick Bosa, when they picked, number two overall. They got him number two overall. And look, they ended up in the Super Bowl last year. So tell Colin Cowherd he can kick rocks. It is what it is. He's a clickbait dude. He's one of those guys that's trying to get a rise out of you, and it just is what it is. So I wouldn't worry about it. Hopefully that answers your question. But, yeah, don't get too worked up over what Colin 
Cowherd has to say. So that's all I got for you for today's show. Uh, on Friday, I got a couple more texts that I didn't get to today. Big O from AZ, that was one of them. Uh, got a call from the 916 that I haven't got to yet. We'll definitely do that on Friday's show. We'll have more news and notes, more reports from uh, ramp-up period, ramp-up time at, at the facility there in Henderson, talking all things Raiders. Going to be excited about that, and we'll see what else we get to. That'll come up on Friday's show as we finish off the week really, really strong and head into the weekend. So until then, Raider Nation, be safe, wash your hands, wear your mask take care of your loved ones uh social distance do what you got to do let's beat this thing and most importantly just win baby if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast join the draft dudes kyle Krabs and joe marino as they go position by position through the nfl free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 nfl draft if you want to know who your favorite nfl team should be adding to its roster you need to check out locked on nfl scouting available on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the lombardi trophy Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.